Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we are here to tell you about the joy, nay, the heavenly experience that is Elfin and Castle. Oh, I've got so many issues with what you just said. You're First welcome. off, you said nay. That is a slander against horses. Mm-hmm. And elephants should not be anywhere near castles because they are far too big to live in a castle, Doug. PETA will well, be calling you. I would say that elephants are have enough grace and regal presence to be only in castles. You know what? PETA accepts that and it will not be contacting you. Thank you, Justin PETA. <laughs> Elephant and Castle located 185 North Wabash Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. Wonderful place. Uh, very British-themed uh, pub, bar, and grill for those American folks who don't understand what a pub is. And essentially... It's a great place to go and hang out. They've got great drinks. They've got great food. They have happy hour every day from 3 to 6, where basically you go in and anything that's on the appetizer menu that's $11 or less is half price. It's called a snack and share. So bring some friends, snack and share. There's also daily specials, Justin. Did you know this? Did you know this? Oh, my God. I can't, I'm sitting down for obvious reasons because I get so excited about the daily specials. So excited that your knees sweat, just like me. The first daily special is One and Done Mondays, where a very <clears throat> special, loving, lovingly crafted keg of beer is brought in, and it's tapped, and it's poured until it's gone, and each pint is a mere $3. I'm sorry, did you say $3? $3. My God, that yes. is a good deal. It's an amazing deal, and every week it rotates, so it's something new every week. You get to try out a really cool craft brew for 3 you won't beat the deal, guys. You can try, but you're going to fail. It's amazing. Also, they've got Tin Up Tuesdays. Justin, what is a tin? Uh, tin is a cylindrical container made of aluminum that contains suds. I'm sorry, but it's actually made of tin, and a tin is a can of beer, and they are 25% off on Tuesdays. Yeah. So, so close this time. Cans of beer are 25% off. You've got Wine Down Wednesdays, where all glasses of wine are a dollar off, and all bottles are half price. And Milos, I just talked to him about that, and he said uh, he backed me up. He said they have some really good selection of wine there. So just go they have really good saying. wine. They've got stuff that's red. They've got stuff that's white. They've got stuff that's both, and it's called pink. They can do whatever you want with the wine. Mind blown. Boom. Uh, they've got locals only Thursday. We're local brews of bottles. Local bottles of brew. How about that? Are five dollars. <laughs> And 50 cents. That's right. So, woobity woobity woo. If you're the kind of person that likes both breakfast and lunch and you want to have both at the same time, good news. Elephant and Castle does both. They do brunch on the weekends, and you got Bloody Marys and mimosas for a mere $5. And they are delicious, trust me. I wouldn't lie simply, to you. Simply, simply delicious. <clears throat> So, that being said, come on down 185 North Wabash Avenue, check out Elephant and Castle, and enjoy all of the glory that is their establishment. Great! Now that we've done that, now that we've paid homage, homage, tribute to our sponsor, <laughs> let us now discuss that of which we love to do, which is solicitation. Guys! Ah, the solicitation we of the legal kind. want to solicit to you. We want to solicit that you solicit us to the rest of the world. Is that too much to ask? It's a simple request. It really is. I know you're busy. you got the holidays coming up. 
You know, times are tough. I, you're making cookies. You're stringing lights. You're fighting the war on Christmas, and it's hard to do. You know, it's really hard to do to make time to go to wherever you're listening to this lovely podcast and leave a review, leave a rating, and spread us around. I know it's hard. I'm right there with you. But it's you know hard, what? but you know, it's the Christmas season, though. Like it's, it's the, the season, season of giving and caring and sharing. Of giving of caring and going into debt and you can go into debt with us by spreading us around spread the news of mind gap around spread the good cheer let everyone know that we're here and you know what give us your goddamn opinions man right we, we talk a lot of shit on this we have a, a really contentious throwdown on this episode <laughs> and we really want your well, your thoughts on this reach out to us on our social medias find us on facebook look for our page there look for us on twitter and instagram at mind gap podcast send us an email mindgappodcast at gmail.com give us your thoughts because goddamn we sometimes we need you to sell some goddamn debates between us oh yeah and, no it's serious today and we we are really going to need you to weigh in Yes. So that being said, episode 174 of Mind Gap Podcast is all about, what's the word I'm thinking of, Justin? Outrage? Al- uh, alacrity. <laughs> alacrity. It's all about it's outrage. It's full of alacrity. It's full of contentious things in this holiday season. We're talking about people who have issues with songs, mm. such as uh, the, the song uh, Kiss the K- Girl. Kiss the Girl. Rudolph. The Red Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer in that 1964 movie, the stop motion. We've got people like PETA who are telling us how to get rid of these animal offensive sayings. We're talking about a lot, and we have a throwdown that is one of the dumbest throwdowns, but also one of the most fun throwdowns that we've ever done. And you need to weigh in on who's right. You need to reach out to us and tell us who do you side with. Justin or Doug, it, it, it went on for a while, and it was very intense. So please, it was yeah. Give us your thoughts. I didn't know how we were going to get out of it, to be quite frank. I think we're still in it right now. We've never <laughs> we left. We might be. We never will. So, gang, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Thank you. We appreciate these intros. You guys are the best. Uh, sit back, relax, enjoy one seventy four of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. I have to just tell myself, dude, it's fine. Trust it. It's worked two other times. Right? We've done it. We've nailed it. We know what's going on. We know that it's a, it's a thing that happens. You just have to give it give it up to Jesus. You just got to believe. Give it up to Jesus. Give it up to Jesus. Give it up to Jesus on crackers. Jesus on crackers. Jesus on crackers. You got to give it up to Jesus at Christmas time. Or you won't get presents under the tree. No, you won't get presents, not from me. No, it's Jesus. Jesus' is time. <laughs> I bet Jesus we is, just... in, is really into Duhast. I bet Did... he really is into some... <laughs> just poking some buttholes. I uh, I think we need to go on tour with our, uh, with our uh, acapella show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Speaking it's, of acapella... Uh, this... Oh, hey, do it. <laughs> Transition, baby. Segway. I had an amazing segue today at work. We Did had you? A, we had a situation where um, we went down a rabbit hole at uh, when uh-huh. I was training. 
and it was like a fun rabbit hole. But then I realized we were we were really lost sight of what we were doing. <laughs> and my my coworker was like talking about, hey, you know, let's make sure that during the session we're trying to stay on point and everything like that. And by him talking, it started to go further down a rabbit hole because someone was like trying to go down and he was like trying to pull them back and he's like you know the point of the session is to stay on point and i go speaking of on point and i immediately brought us back and i was like thank you bud you did <laughs> that's it because <laughs> i'm you know traditionally terrible at segues um uh, but i was like he he threw it out there i was like i got you i'm like we're back Alley-oop. to business we kind of looked at each other and we were like ding well done <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i uh i'm sure your rabbit hole is good it was nothing compared to assignment desk rabbit holes oh no those those that's how this <laughs> this was birthed this was birthed. We this was is, born was, in a rabbit hole. <laughs> I was born. I was born from a rabbit hole. Yes, indeed, indubitably. Um, <laughs> my mother was a long ear. My father was a cotton tail. I was born from rabbit holes. Oh my god! My father was in all the rabbit holes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So speaking, speaking of acapella groups. Speaking of filling all the holes, um, so. Uh, did you hear, Justin, that the song Kiss the Girl from Little Mermaid is uh, being flagged as problematic and sexist? I I did hear that, and I got that bit of news from Saturday Night Live from Weekend nice. Update. So for those who say they don't deliver real news on there, they do. They sure do. I learned do. that. I saw this pop up last week, and I took a little bit of time to finally get to it, and I read it, and I'm like, this upset me. Yeah, well, see, the thing is, I didn't go too far. Obviously, they did a setup of just here's the idea, mm-hmm. like here's here's the the here's the headline, and here's a punchline. So I didn't really dig into like what the full story was. So yeah. f- please feel free to regale me on this. Well, um, I heard about it, and my first reaction to it was I, the, the thing is there was this group, uh, this acapella group in Princeton, a bunch of all dudes singing "Kiss the Girl" as a okay. classic song, and there were some folks that took uh, issue with that. An article in the Daily Princetonian criticized Ooh. the song. Uh, I have uh, I, that's the only thing I ask for for Christmas. Typically, is a subscription to the Daily Princetonian. Of course, uh, a writer by the name of Noah Wolstein or Wolstein. I can never tell, tell how to pronounce the Steins or the Steens. I just don't. Know. I feel like it's up to the individual. Yes, uh, they wrote in their column that the song is more misogynistic and dismissive <clears throat> of consent than cute. And by performing the song multiple times each semester, the Tiger Tones, which is the, uh, the, the, the acapella group, elevate it to an offensive and violating ritual. She also added that the song launches a heteronormative attack on women's right to oppose the romantic and sexual liberties taken by men. And I believe that's all we need to say about that. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. All right. That's a very... Uh... It's a very strong stance for a Disney song. I try to be uh, open and reasonable to a lot of things, uh, but when people throw out words like heteronormative, that's immediately where I start checking out. Because I'm like, okay, cool. <clears throat> this this heteronormative. I don't even. I, I'm and I'm not even being like facetious. I don't. I don't know if I know what heteronormative means. Well, what do we do when we don't know gonna, something, Justin? We look we, it up. We ask our dad. <laughs> Uh, heteronormative, denoting or relating to a worldview that promotes heterosexuality as the normal or preferred sexual orientation. Oh, in- interesting. Okay. All right. So the definition makes sense now. I, I see where they get that from that word. Um, but they're saying that song promotes heteronormity. 
It says the song launches a heteronormative attack on women's Ooh. right to oppose the romantic and sexual liberties taken by men. A heteronormative attack against women who... See, that's where I feel like there's so many things that there... And again, there's... I, I I guess I understand if it's if they're saying it's a you know it's attack on a woman's right to to choose I guess but like to throw the heteronormative thing in there I feel like that's I feel like that's like almost like that's just just so much going on in that statement mm-hmm. do you know what I mean hundred percent like I, I I could I could hear the argument for it being the same as I feel the same way about the Christmas song baby it's cold outside yeah that's also been going I mean, that is lately. a very rapey song like mm-hmm. that is and I've thought this for I mean I'm not the only one obviously but for for Years and years and years, I've just been like, there's something odd about this song. I just, it's it's not normal. The guy is forcing her to stay. It's very odd. It's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I could, I could, I could, I guess I could hear an argument for Kiss the Girl about that. I just, I don't understand the pushing the heteronormative. That's the part that I, that I'm not, I, I don't, I don't think I'm on board with. I don't understand that. Well, I just feel like, um. I think there's less of an argument to be made about baby it's cold outside. Why that's okay? I mean, some people have gone to giant diatribes about how well you got to consider the time in which it was written because at that time it wasn't okay for women to allow men to stay over. So she's doing what the social norms are telling her to do, which is to resist the guy and come up with excuses, although she really wants to, and blah 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 blah. And uh, Aaron Moser, who actually was uh, a guest on here. A while back, uh, was writing yeah. about this recently. He goes, "You know what? This is actually just—it's just. Can we just agree? It's just a terrible song. <laughs> it's just a bad song. Yeah. So let's, let's not argue this. Let's just stop playing because it's a bad song. <laughs> um, but then you also—I mean, if you want to go down that right, what about the song Santa Baby? That's kind of a sexualized song of like Santa, come on down the chimney tonight because I can't wait to see you. And it's right, Santa, I want to cheat on my husband. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm like, ugh, that's kind of weird. Um, and I just don't see the point in really overanalyzing this stuff because if you look at Kiss the Girl by itself, um, yeah, it, it, the song. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Yeah, the song in a vacuum is it's like, hey, you know, Kiss the Girl. Read me some of the lyrics. Yeah, so it's gonna be uh, there. You see her sitting there across the way. She don't got a lot of a lot to say, but there's something about her. You don't know why, but you're dying to try. You want to kiss the girl mm-hmm. again. I'm in my head, and this could be because I'm I'm a male, and I, but in my head, I'm like, okay, this is, and maybe it's also because I've got the scene in my head, and I'm like, it's a, a nice guy who's thinking like, wow, I'm really attracted to this girl. I want to mm-hmm. try to kiss her. I is is that not can that not be done anymore? If you're on a date with someone, can you not think I I want to try to lean in for a kiss? You better read the signals correctly. I mean, so. Yes, you want her. Look at her. You know you do. That line may be a little off. Uh, it's possible she wants you to. There's one way to ask her. It don't take a word, not a single word. Go on and kiss the girl. That line, now that I'm reading that line, I can see that being a little problematic, I suppose. Well, because again, I think the song works in tandem with the scene. Because what's going on in the scene from the movie, you have a mermaid who's been transformed into a human girl, but she doesn't have a voice. And right, the only way by evil sea prince or evil sea queen exactly, and in order for her to basically complete her mission, she needs to kiss this guy. And in the scene, she wants to kiss the guy; he wants to kiss her too. That's the whole point. So, if you take the song out of context by itself, it's creepy. 
because also the prince is being coaxed by her friend Sebastian and their friends to kiss the girl. He's the song is encouraging him to do so because Sebastian wants him to kiss Ariel so that she'll be free from the spell. Right. That's why he's saying, yeah, you know, you want her, right? You should go do it. Go on, kiss the girl. Like, all of that stuff needs context. It's like reading a comedian's stand-up on paper without tone, right? without anything else, without context. You can take <clears throat> anything out of context and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I'm sure if a bunch of dudes from an acapella group started singing like, yeah, look at over there, you know, I'm sure you want her, go on, kiss the girl. It probably has a weird vibe to it. Sure, yeah, and especially if they're doing it multiple times a semester, I guess. I mean, why Yeah. Why would you do that multiple times a semester? So, yeah, that I, I would argue see that, where this person's yeah. coming from on that, but I would say I don't have an issue with the song. Right, I don't think I the song inherently is... Uh, I think there are creepier songs out there, um, but I do get in the, in the context why it could be misconstrued or, or why it's, it's maybe a poor choice. Sure. Because I think that's what gets lost in a lot of these things. I hate getting on the bandwagon of like, these social justice warriors and everyone's offended. But there is definitely a feeling of that with this sort of stuff sometimes where people definitely feel like they're just looking for something to get kind of upset about. And there is kind of a point there. But again, I'm like, what's the entire picture you're looking at here? What What is the full picture? And is this person upset about the song and these guys singing it specifically? Or is this person upset about the whole song entirely, you know? Right, yeah. Is it the is it the people who have chosen to perform it and is it the Was situation in which stuff it's being taken performed? out of context or is she specifically relating to this a cappella group because those are two very different things. Right. Cause she's saying, yeah, guys, you shouldn't be doing this because it's really creepy when you guys sing it. I I I, I can get on board with that. I'm like, cool, that's fine. But if we're like this song entirely is bad and it's not okay. I'm like, it doesn't it, it doesn't encourage consent. I'm like disagree from the context of the how the song was written for the scene. Right, exactly. I think yeah. that absolutely needs to be taken in, in into consideration for this. Right, and because I so, mean, and in the scene too, if I'm not mistaken, like Ariel wants to be, she's she's yes. into him as well. So like she wants to be, she wants to be kissed. Like she wants to have a connection with him. So it's she, not again within think, the context yeah. of the actual story. It's there's not really a. I, in my eyes, there's not really an issue, but yeah. again, from the context of a group of you know white males at Princeton uh, singing this at people, sure, then it, that could definitely be misconstrued or not misconstrued, but that could be taken as a a big like a, we better not do this. Well, the thing too is that um, you know in the beginning of the movie, Ariel saves the prince uh, from a shipwreck, saves his life. Right. From that moment on, she's like, whoa. She's, she's drawn to this person. She cuts a deal with Ursula to be able to walk on land to meet this. She wants to be with this with this man. And I would argue that's the greater feminist argument to be made is why is this woman sacrificing her voice and parts of her to be with a man? I feel like that's right. an she, easier argument to make. I feel like, you yeah, know? if you want to argue that movie, like she is literally giving up her ability to speak for herself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is that is quite a literal. You can't. There's no. There's no even subtext there. She's giving up her voice. She's giving up so much for a man. Right. Like, make that argument, man. Like, I don't necessarily even agree. Like, but that's an easy argument you can make. It's like, yo, this girl. Uh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. She's giving up stuff for for love and more specifically for a dude. I mean, I know, would. That she likes. Yeah. Again, I say it's 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 a it's a fairy tale cartoon from the '90s. So there's. That's that's one thing. 
but yeah, if you want to make that it, it can send the wrong message, then absolutely, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But there also, I mean, there you could make the argument too that in that movie she does have power and strength though because she, you know, she saves him. She she like she shows uh, um, independence in in some regard, like in some capacity mm-hmm. to her father and the patriarchy. She look, sure. we're deconstructing the Little Mermaid. This is what yeah, we right. yeah. Um, but yeah, like to the, like she's basically showing her independence and the fact that she's not going to line up behind what they have to say, what her father and the family has to say. Right. Yeah. Because he has an idea of how she's supposed to be and she chooses to go a different way. So there is some strength there as well. You're right. right. So, I mean, I feel like it rides um, the yeah. line where you see some strength and you see some, some, uh, kind of, yeah, it, it goes on both sides. Uh, it, it has elements of, you know, feminist and then elements of, you know, uh, not feminist. I mean, you know, you mean character development? Right, you know? exactly, yeah. Her going story. through a character arc, yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, you could argue the premise is, you know, weak in those specific things. Like, she needs... That's why I wasn't into Frozen. Like, the movie, I was like, I love Frozen. I'm like, ah, oh, this girl's heart gets iced over and she needs true love's, you know, kiss to set her free or whatever, the act of true love. And right. they, they do a twist where it's like sisterly love is the thing that... That ends up saving her. But when they went down that path, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Moana's way better. Right. Moana's this- infinitely better from that message. It's like, hey, same thing. Like, the patriarchy says you have to rule this island. And not only that, how cool is that? That as a female, it's like it's your duty and responsibility to rule our people. Right, right. Very cool. And she's like, nah, I don't want to do that. I want to go explore the seas. And she goes and does that, meets a demigod, and basically saves the world. <laughs> right. And it has nothing to do with love. Or anything like that. It has to do with like willpower, who you are, being true to your people and your past. So I'm like, that's a way better story. That's yeah, honestly, way, God. way better story that I'm 100 percent into as far as that stuff goes. I'm like, yes, yeah. Give also, me no, give me more of that. No creepy crabs in Moana. No creepy, cra- <laughs> no creepy fucking Jamaican crabs making you feel weird no about kissing crabs. Uh, uh, so kind of going in line with that, yeah. it was also the. Um, the the 1964 stop animation movie Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is also being called offensive. All right, now I gotta. I really want to hear this because is this? I, I could see this going a couple different ways. Number one, is it about bullying and online bullying? Number two, definitely is, about bullying and abuse is it, in there. It is about bullying and abuse. Yes. Okay. Is it a, is it a race thing? No, is it a race didn't really thing? come up. A little bit of sexism, a little okay. bit. Okay, I, I don't even know where to go with this. So just tell me what the what the issue is, because I've I haven't heard of so, this. I haven't heard of this controversy yet. The Huffington Post posted a uh, two minute and eighteen second video on November twenty eighth that basically was like, "Hey, uh, this Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is seriously problematic," and it points out a, a, a couple of things. The first right. one being that Rudolph's father is very ashamed of him. He's like, you know, you've got to hide your deformity. Don't embarrass me. Uh, Santa is very embarrassed by Rudolph's father. He's like, "How you should be ashamed of your son." Obviously, Rudolph is expelled from all reindeer games. Wait, Santa wasn't into Rudolph in this movie? No. I totally forgot the storyline of this movie. He's like, "Oh, look how different your son is. You should be ashamed." Eventually, Santa comes around. Fucking you know, Saint and Nick, man. Him. But what people point out is like Rudolph is only useful when he can be exploited. When he has a use. You know what I mean? Oh God, that's so true. And that's so true. <laughs> there's also the elf in that in that movie who doesn't want to do elf stuff. He wants to be a dentist, and his dad just shits all over him. Right. He's just like, "You can't be a dentist." 
Oh, good grief. You right. didn't go out there and know how to go hee-ha-ha and ho-ho. you, you got to make these toys and be great. A dentist. Good grief. Like, he's all upset about it. And while these, in my opinion, while these individual things, it's also like um, uh, Rudolph has a love interest. Yeah, yeah. And the love interest father is like, I don't want my daughter around a red-nosed reindeer. And uh, Rudolph's father won't let his mother go search for him. He's like, this is a man's job. Okay. And, I'm, like, I'm, know, it's starting like to come that. together, yeah. Now, again, this is made in 1964. So let's give right. it a little bit of a little bit of some leeway with that sort of stuff where it's like the ma- the male influence on that stuff. I'm going to be like, yeah, that was from 1964. That makes sense. Right. I'm not saying it's right, but it makes sense, right? Right. And also, I think it misses the entire point of the story. Like, yeah, these things that are happening are terrible, but what's the ultimate outcome? Rudolph saves the day. Yes, you can argue that he's being exploited because he has a use now. <laughs> But even that uh, that uh, elf eventually gets to do what he wants to do, despite what the expectations are, despite what society says. These different people overcome adversity they rose and above. become useful. Yeah, right. Because let's face it, that as abrasive and laughable as it can be at sometimes, as far as like how intense it is yeah. with people picking on Rudolph, um, that's real life. That's real life, where people are going to be giving you shit and giving oh. you a hard time for being different. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And, day in and day out for a lot of people. And what people don't understand, they fear and they make fun of, right? Absolutely. So that is actually a pretty great adaptation of life in general. And yeah. the bullying and stuff like that is not cool, but guess what happens? He overcomes it, right? right. How many stories are out there where you have a kid who's bullied who overcomes it? I mean, it's countless stories of that. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I feel, it's like, it's yeah. not cool. It's like, this doesn't promote bullying. It's highlighting the... F- and not only that, someone goes, <laughs> perhaps someone hasn't heard the song Rudolph the Rain-Dose, Rain- Red-Nosed Reindeer that came out way before this film was ever made, <laughs> which basically tells the exact same story. Right. I mean, that Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, that. I mean, I guess, yeah, if you flesh... Because, yeah, the, the story in and of itself, he's getting bullied... Um, in the story, it makes Santa seem a little bit more like accepting, but or in the, in the song rather, but I mean, yeah, if you flesh it out and you actually do like, again, character development with these people, mm-hmm. I, I, it's a very, it's a, it's a very definite sign of the times to your point that, you know, the, the, the men go out and search and that you have to follow certain lines and don't embarrass your family and do this and do that and mm-hmm. toe the line. And yeah. That's it's yeah. very very much a sign of the times. Um, I I don't think it's right, but I also don't think it needs to be persecuted for that. No, like it just it exists when it exists. You can't go back and retroactively change that. And the overall message is, you know, if you are true to yourself, you can you can live a happy life. And only that, I would say that these, you know, kind of talking about stuff we we were talking about in countless podcasts, like the Elf, for example. His strength and his passion is not doing elf things and making toys. His right. strength and passion is dentistry. He should pursue that. Don't be a fucking Rudy here, right? <laughs> Go do what you need to do. Even though he was wearing the same colors and is about the same height. Yes, exactly. Right. And Rudolph has a red nose and he's different, right? And people don't understand how the different thing can be awesome and can be good and right. he shows it. When it's foggy that Christmas Eve, you know, his, his, his nose shines bright and he's able to lead the sleigh of reindeer 
to make people happy around the world. So, yeah, the message is kind of dark. Like, if you're different and you don't have a use, you're an outcast. Right. But at the same time, I would also argue that those people can do what they want to do and do what they want to do to be happy. And it, it's painful sometimes to stray from whatever your family says or whatever society says. But if it means that you're going to be happy and it's going to be doing what you're good at, I'm okay with that. I think that's a cool message. I think it's a great message. and It's a, it's a message that I think uh, especially in today's – like. Sure, if you want to remake it and make it a little bit more PC, sure. But it's a story, it's a, it's an overall message that I think we very much need in today's society. With mm-hmm. just the way everything is going, I think you definitely need that. Look, different's not bad. Different is mm-hmm. okay. You can accept mm-hmm. it. Everyone can live together. Different can sometimes be even better than you thought it could be. You know, like, yeah. that is that is such an important, important lesson to, for even a lot of fucking adults to learn nowadays. Yeah, right. Because the idea of conformity is is comforting, and you know sometimes that that's, that is what you should do. You should be like everyone else. You should follow the rules because it means safety for everyone, and it means that people know to accept. You know, nowadays if you have a weird name, you know, and your your name weird names on a resume, sometimes recruiting people are like, uh, uh-uh. uh, this person's got a weird name. Right. I, I don't want them here. How are they going to answer the phones? You know. They're going to answer the phones as what? Cinnamon? I don't want Cinnamon working here. Right, That's right. a stripper's name. You know, like, and that's a legitimate thing that happens. This person is trying to have a unique, they have a unique name, and the name actually will cause them trouble in fitting in and also will cause them trouble in sometimes getting employment because yeah. of a unique name that's not John or Tom yeah. or Justin or Doug or anything that's too, like, cool. Yeah, that's acceptable. Right. You know? That's a, that's a name that I've grown up with that I know I've heard it before. And it's yeah, yeah, it doesn't have any connotations that it carries with it. And I'm guilty of this too. When I find someone with a really strange, odd name, I'm always like, "Huh." I'm either curious or I'm really taken aback by it. Like I'm like, "Wait, what?" Well, What's the your thing, name? the thing is too that that you got to understand with that is, uh, and that's hard for a lot of people to wrap their heads around, is it's not usually that person who picked that name. Exactly. Like sometimes, sure, people can change their names, but by and large, their parents set them up for immense trouble down the road. Yeah. And why would you do that to your child? Well, that's what always bothers me is like when there's the name Khaleesi was like one of the top names of like a couple of years ago. I'm like, why would you do that to your kid? Why would you name your kid Khaleesi when someone goes, oh, that's an interesting name. What's that from? Oh, it's from this TV show slash book that was really popular around the mid 2000s until <laughs> to the, the, the 20 teens. Right. And it's like, why? Why would you name your kid based on something in pop culture? Like, that's insane to me. And there's some of those that you can't get away from because, like, my sister's name is Jenna. And mm-hmm. when she was growing up, or when she was born, she was born in 89, and right around that time there was a, a soap opera called Dallas. And mm-hmm. there was a character on there named Jenna. It was a very popular show. So everyone thought that she was named after the character from Dallas. And mm-hmm. it was like, well, no, this is a legitimate person's name. It's not something, it's not, you know, I didn't name my person Call Drago. You know, yeah, like it's right? completely fictionalized and made up in a story. So, that, like, there are some times when that just happens accidentally. You know, now mm-hmm. that show's been off the air for far too long for anyone to make that reference. But, you yeah. know, at the time, it was definitely something that my parents had to deal with. Um, but if you name your kid something that is, like, 100% from a movie, that, I mean, you're just, you're, <laughs> you're, you're asking for trouble for them down the road. You're setting that, it may be cute for you now, but... Fuck, man, you're setting themselves, you're setting up a life of like, well, what's that from? A life yeah, of if you want to do something cool like that, name your pet that. 
Yeah, name exactly. Your, name your pet Khal Drogo. Right. Or Godzilla or whatever the hell you want to call it. Don't name your kid that. Right. I mean, right. That, they legally have to go and register that name and do all that sort of stuff. It's like, why would you put them in a situation where they're going to have to explain it you know, you should all name, the time? If you have another kid and it's a boy, you should name it <laughs> first name John, middle name Wick, last name Cochran. John Wick Cochran. No. I'm I into that. Because I'm, I'm only going to call him John that. Wick. No. His name will be first name Captain, middle name America, Cochran. C A C. What up, Captain? So everyone has to go, Captain? Yes. <laughs> He's got a middle rank for the rest of his life that he was born with. It'd be funny if he joined the army and it was just Captain, Corporal Captain. Captain. <laughs> Although they wouldn't go by first name, but it'd be funny. He's like, Corporal Captain America Bar- uh, Barnes, I almost said. Corp- <laughs> that makes it make any sense. <laughs> Corporal Captain America Cochran. That's hey, just a, a mouthful. General Captain America Cochran. <laughs> yeah, this person loves America. He is a nationalist. <laughs> like, just what <laughs> the fuck just happened? <laughs> the uh, amount of insanity that I would set that kid up for. Because even as a young age, he'd have to explain what his name is. And like, right. why is your name so different? Right. Like, why do that? And I'm not saying you have to go the polar opposite, which is like you are going to be John because John's a safe name. And, right. You know, or your name is going to be John Vanilla Cochran. You know, you're going to like very simple, basic things. Like, you should absolutely have a personality and stuff like that. But man, don't don't fuck around with stuff like that. It intentionally set someone up for for challenge because yeah. you think something's cute. Did you like did you guys go Did you guys go through this when you were naming Natalie? Not really. I mean, Jill and I were pretty much on the same page as far as like what we were looking for. We were looking for something that wasn't super popular, but then it also wasn't totally obscure. Okay. And it also wasn't like an old person name. Right. Where it's like, whoa, that name died out a long time ago. <laughs> right. Like Esther. my grandma my grandma's name is Hortense. I didn't realize that was a name. You wait Hortense. that's her, that's her actual name? H O R T E N S E. I didn't even realize that's 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 that that is in the archives of names. Like, wow, no one uses that one. I I'm don't like, know if I've was ever name? heard that name. Even when I was a kid, I was like, "Huh, Hortense? <laughs> Hortense? What? The? Yeah, just woo. Tensy, Tense. Yeah, right. Come here, Tense. No, I think they go by the other one, which is Hort. 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 Hey. Hort. <laughs> Get off the porch, Hort. Does this sound like a horse makes or something? <laughs> it's like Hort. <laughs> it's like a pig rooting for truffles. <laughs> oh, your poor grandmother. I'm sure she was a lovely lady. I'm sure she was too. Didn't know her very well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things where we were just sort of finding something that was just unique enough, but not bizarre. And it wasn't necessarily like I, I'm big on just, you know, oh, what'd you, who'd you name her after? No one. Just right. named her Natalie, you know. That's I just named her after Black is. Widow. Yeah, Black Widow, Natalie, yeah. Natasha. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> the right. same thing. But they both go night by Nat. So that's what I'm saying. That's where I, that's that's what the, I'm that's saying. That's what I drew. You knew yeah, what so I long, meant. So long story short, like, you know, whatever. I, I think people tend to – I think, if anything, this argument to be made about Rudolph is something you make in jest. Like, dude, you know what this movie's really about? It's about slave labor. It's about conformity. Right. It's about the man keeping the working class down so that they can capitalize off of their unique abilities. Like it, that's something silly and stupid I would make off of that as yeah. a joke. It but just, I wouldn't go hardcore into it and be like, guys, this is a real problem. 
it just seems like, yeah, we've, we've gotten to the point where everyone wants to be angry about something. And there are a mm. lot, there are so many legitimate concerns out there. Uh, and But there are some like this is, I'm like, is this a hill that someone wants to die on? Is this, so. is this where you're planting your flag and you're like, this is where I make my stand? Mm-hmm. Is that really what, on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from the 60s? All right. Okay. Because the thing is, like, I don't want to discount someone who has an, an honest opinion and an honest issue with something like that. I don't want to be like, immediately go like, here we go, and just lump it in with everything else. Because if someone has a legitimate issue, I don't want it to be minimized by all the bullshit that's out there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I want exactly. to give someone who has a legitimate... But this, is, to me, is not a legitimate case to be made I for did, me. I, yeah. I mean, again, there are so many, there are so many other like pressing, pressing issues out there. Like so many rights issues and so many, like j- there's so many issues out there that I well, just... Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Justin, because I have something that I think we need to cover next. God damn, this is Transition Central! Right? Welcome. <laughs> Get your ticket because we're, we're at Transition Central right now. So I want to talk to you, you Let about... me ask an, an honest question. Do you stay up late night and just come up with different ways to transition into things? No. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, you for asking. You, you are an ace at improv, Doug. You are a man. No but. <laughs> no but. No. I just say no. I don't even bother with a but. There it is. It's too many words. Yes. It's, too, it's too many words. It's too much effort. <laughs> so I kind of asked you about this uh, before, off mic before we started. And I don't think you've heard of this yet. No. But speaking of real issues out there, uh, PETA... <laughs> has uh, released um, some... They they put out a a public service announcement about stopping using anti-animal language. Stopping? So they want people to stop using... Stopping the use of anti-animal language. Stop using anti-animal language. All right, I bite. What is that? All right, so you're curious as to what the anti-animal language may be, Justin? Yes, because to the listeners, Doug, uh, Doug said, here's a topic I have we could talk about. And I was like, I have not heard of this. And he goes, good. I'm saving it because I want your your honest reaction on air. So I have not heard any of this. Yeah. All right. But here's the good thing. We got to give Peter credit where where credit is due. They didn't just point out the problem. They also gave solutions. See? That's what we, that is a responsible contributor to society. Okay. So are you ready, Justin? You ready to how we're going to get rid of this anti-animal language? So first of all, what's an example of anti-animal language. Are you ready? Solid question. Let, let me hear it. All right. A common one in a common idiom, killing two birds with one stone. All right, guys, that's been Mind Gap Podcast. I'm going to go hit something. This is very anti-animal language, Justin. I think we can both agree on this, right? We're killing uh-huh. two birds with one stone. We're training uh-huh. our kids to, to kill two birds with one stone. I would, argue if, I would argue if they could do that, they need to. they have a very good skill set and they need to capitalize off it. But here's the thing, Justin. Here is the viable solution to that. Instead of saying killing two birds with one stone, we should still we should instead say feed two birds with one scone. I can't even get that out without laughing. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna say that again because I couldn't quite get it out. What <laughs> is happening? <laughs> All right, Doug, center yourself. Find, find your center. Let, okay. Ah, ah, feed two birds with one scone. There is someone... I'm going to paint a picture for you. There's... <laughs> with there's, blood. There's... <laughs> uh, 
This is, uh, yeah, I'm a. <laughs> so there was someone who got paid to sit in a room. <laughs> I don't think they got paid, Justin. Pretty Doug, sure they didn't get paid for this. I'm telling you, they got they got paid. They got paid in if sprouts. If they got paid, someone wants their deposit back. They got paid in 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 bean sprouts. Mm-hmm. They got paid to sit in a room and say and go. All right, you guys ready to fucking be? You ready to put your English degree to use? You ready, you ready to put your creative writing degree to use? Mm-hmm. Let's let's hear the rest of these. All right. Instead of be the guinea pig, right? You don't want to be the guinea pig that gets tested on, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Because animal testing is wrong. Exactly. You want to be the is, test. Yeah. You want you want to be the test tube. You <laughs> te- well, that's not funny because I was a test tube. Okay, <laughs> I'm a test tube baby, and I find offense to that. And uh, I am now going to launch a campaign against PETA because mm-hmm. they hate test tube babies. Yeah. You don't, heard be it right big, don't be the guinea pig. Be the test tube. Be the test right? tube. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Justin, I think more importantly, we need to stop beating the dead horse, okay? It's don't, dead! Don't beat it. It's already dead! What's the that's, problem with hitting it? That's, my, that's, your, that's a very sociopathic thing to say. Well, it's already dead. Why can't I fuck it? You're you're wasting a good horse carcass. I want to beat it. Jesus. Right. Instead of beating a dead horse, Justin, mm-hmm. how about we... How? It's so hard. I almost laugh every time I read these. <laughs> Instead of beating a dead horse, feed a fed horse. I'm going to give you that one because that's actually... I had to think about it and I was like, wait... Why would you feed a fed horse? It's already fed. That's that's belaboring the ah. ah. I get it because it's like beating a dead horse. Exactly. All right, feeding a fed horse. I don't yeah. like it, but I'll give you that one. I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm like, actually, that one kind of makes sense to me. <sighs> Fine. I, I still disagree with the premise of this whole thing, but I'm like, that one's actually pretty creative. Out of the six people who were locked in a room for two weeks doing this, the person who came up with that one, I'll let him out. Or her. I'll let that person out. You can come out. All right, Justin. In most of our lives, the thing that we're most concerned with is bringing home the bacon. Wouldn't you agree? We got to bring home the bacon. I right? if all right, look, Peta. I, I respect what you do, but let me tell you this. No, you fuck, don't. Fuck. <laughs> fuck you. If you if the war on bacon, we're gonna win that. <laughs> My daughter's already a part of the tribe of bacon, so she appreciates <laughs> it. All right, so. Instead of bringing home the bacon, Justin, yeah. how about we consider bringing home the bagels? <laughs> Justin is eating his fist right now. <laughs> that doesn't even... No! No! How about no? How about we don't bring home the bagels? How about I bring home bagels and I put locks on it? And then I put bacon on yeah. those locks? I would argue, is that anti-Semitic? <laughs> Well, no, I'm promoting a no, I'm not promoting what you Jewish said, food. but bringing home the bagels isn't that a problem? Like, is that a oh yeah, Jewish so, sort of thing? Oh, so there you go. So yeah, so now not only is PETA against test tube babies, they're de- they're they're demeaning test tube babies. They're also anti-Semitic. They hate thanks the a Jews. Lot. Thanks a lot, PETA. <laughs> All right, I got one more for you here. All, All right. right. You know, when a situation gets tough, oftentimes people will say, you know, Justin, you got to take the bull by the horns. All right, but I would argue. Wait, 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 wait! Can I? <laughs> can I try? 
I'm gonna see if I can come up with this one myself. Come up with something. Come up with something. So it's not take the bull by the horns is the phrase we want to get rid of because mm-hmm. it's cruelty to animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's insinuating bullfighting, and bulls don't like to be grabbed by their horns. No one should have their mm-hmm. head and neck led by things that protrude out of it. Uh, we're, we're taking charge of the situation. It's got to be animal-ish related. Bull by the horns where we're... We're grabbing the bull by the balls. No, that's that's not better. <laughs> we're okay, we're reaching around and help. Nope, that's not better either. We are. I don't know. All right. So instead of taking the bull by the horns, we want to embrace the bull, make eye contact, get consent, and make sweet love to the bull. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm on board, Peter. You got my vote. All right. In all seriousness, we're getting really serious now. We want to take the flower by the thorns. Nope, absolutely not. Here's the thing. Flowers are living things, too. Flowers are living things, They're not things animals, too. Justin. They're not animals. Yeah, but they're living things, Doug. But they're not animals, Justin. Are humans animals? animals? Yes. I'm pretty sure they're not. What'd you say? Are humans animals? Are humans animals? Yeah, we're animals. <laughs> Play... Play along with me for a second. <laughs> yes, Don't do no. the thing where you're difficult. Sorry. Do the thing where you're agreeable. Yes. Great. Wait. So Ask again. You, Ask me again. Hey, are Give humans animals? Again. No. Right. So, <laughs> using the transitive property, <laughs> basically PETA is saying that you can also kill humans. So not only are they anti-Semitic and they hate test tube babies, they are encouraging you to murder human beings. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in visceral disagreement with them. All right. Well, you and a lot of the rest of Twitter, you know. Take the flower by peop- the thorns. Go fuck yourself. A lot of people wrote, like someone wrote back, they're like, you know what, Peter? I think we have some bigger fish to fry. Fish to fry. <laughs> yes. Let there was a whole bunch begin. of people doing shit like that. Let it begin. It really great. And this other guy, his name's Technically Ron, at Technically Ron. He had a couple of responses to some of their things. Please. Instead of the cat is out of the bag, we should say the cat is liberated from the satchel. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of hold your horses, we should say stop touching my horse. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of saying the elephant in the room, we should say the bee in the shed. The bee. <laughs> Instead of a Instead of a wild goose chase, it should be stop chasing my goose. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Instead of going cold turkey, give that turkey a jumper. <laughs> uh, at at technically Ron, I like you. Yeah, that was very very. Uh, I, is this? Yeah. And here's here's what here's what Peter tweeted. Is there a legitimate words? concern though? Is there a legitimate concern that we are teaching our kids to actually kill birds with stones and going out and grabbing bulls by horns? Is that a legitimate concern? Well, here's what Peter said. Yes. Justin, words matter. And as our understanding of social justice evolves, social justice evolves, our language evolves along with it. Here's how to remove speciesism from your daily conversations. Oh no, no, no. No. Another I'm good one that it. they another I think another one they had instead of hold your horses, it was uh oh yeah, uh, instead of letting the cat out of the bag, it should be spill the beans. Instead of hold your horses, it should be hold the phone, you know. Yeah. It's Instead of opening a can of worms, Justin, it's open Pandora's box because worms really matter. Uh, and there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way to, to peel a potato. 
I'm going to actually one. try implementing some of these into my daily language, and I'm just going to see what people think of it. I can't wait to see the reaction from these people. Instead of putting all of your eggs in one basket, Justin, put all your berries in one bowl. What if I'm putting the eggs in the basket to help the chickens? What if I'm carrying them you to a warmer be place? The eggs. You huh? shouldn't be eating the eggs, Justin. I'm not going to eat them. I'm carrying them to a warmer, softer place for the chickens to then hatch them. I'm helping them out. Well, Justin, you still shouldn't put all the eggs in the basket. That's just dangerous. Know? That's just, you know, you're putting all the eggs in there. I mean, you're going to run into problems if you drop it. You know what I mean? What all was, your eggs are going to be gone. What was the uh, what was the alternate to that one? Uh, put all, Don't put all the berries in the bowl. Oh, man. I can't. No. <laughs> I can't. Again, someone, it was someone's job to do. It's not. This is not. This is not an issue. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't feel like this is an issue, man. This is actually really funny. I just hopped on Facebook real quick to to search for someone who had a response to this Peter yeah. thing. And one of the the tweets I see on here was: Twenty years from now, kids listening to "Baby It's Cold Outside" are going to find it really, really weird. We're going to have to explain that it has to be understood in the context of its time. You see, it used to get cold outside. <laughs> well played. That was from Dr. Z Wong, a geneticist and delightfully talented close-up magician. Well played. Um, I was like, oh, I feel okay. like a geneticist and close-up magician kind of oddly go hand in hand. Right? Yeah. Um, I just, again, do you feel like this isn't, like, is this an issue that we need to address to you? No. Like taking, I, taking speciesism? Most of what PETA feels like, I'm just like, you guys are just looking for things to get mad about. And that is what everyone hates. <laughs> about social justice warriors is like uh, to uh, look i love animals right? i do too I and i'm them. all for animal rights but i'm not going to stop i i'm a carnivore i will continue to eat animals but i i am also for animal this is one thing i think you can have both sides of the coin on yeah i feel like you can respect animals you can have animals as pets right because people are like hey pets aren't animals they deserve you know their freedom and stuff like that but i would also argue there are plenty of times where you can go and give them a better home because they're living right. with you. Yes. So here's this is from a former MindGap All-Star and amazing improv human, Rance Rizzuto. He wrote, When I was in seventh grade, we had a class called Survey. You took two weeks of each elective so you could better know what you wanted to sign up for during the rest of junior high. In choir, we were singing the theme song to Laverne and Shirley. Except the parents decide for this public school, the line, give us any rule, we'll break it, should be replaced with, give us any lawn, we'll rake it. <laughs> As you may be aware, I sing for a decent part of my living. This one change, while I was 11 years old, was enough for me not to, was enough for me to not only never take music electives, but also to focus more on the idea of breaking rules. <laughs> PETA, concentrate your efforts elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, well, well, well spoken. I remember him being a very sharp guest, and yes, that is a beautifully crafted response. Uh, when I read that, I was like, yeah. If, if there's one thing that you want to do, is try to impose the way people speak. Right. If you exactly. want to try impose, and, and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good. You know, we have to bring awareness to certain things. But there's other times where you will 100 percent do the opposite of what you're trying to do. Right, you know, you're gonna, like you're it's, it's when people are like, we need we need to protest and 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 we need to try and and ban Marilyn Manson. That's the best thing you could have ever done. It's been like this guy's bad. Don't do it. Right. Guess what? 
People are going to go and buy <laughs> his stuff went because out they're there, like, yeah. ooh, it must be something pretty cool. I'm being a rebel. By sitting there going, guys, you shouldn't say these things. People are going to look at you and be like, really? I can't pay the mortgage on my house. You got to tell me I can't say I'm beating a dead horse. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> exactly. I don't go out and beat horses. Spoiler. I'm going to use the phrase. Yes. Right? It's just, ugh. Because the thing is, I think you know too, is we're not saying, hey, guys, um, when there's a dead horse on the ground, go out and beat the shit out of it. Right. It's it's an idiom. It's a turn of the phrase. It's the point of it is. Now, they could also make the counter argument, well, hey, if it's just the point of it, then feed a fed horse has the same effect. It's just, you know, easier language. And my response to that would be like, who fucking cares? I would say this too. Then you say feed a fed horse. I'll say beat a dead horse. I'm not going to judge you for what you say. You don't judge you me go. for what I say. How about that? What a, what a great response. As long you know? as no one, as long as neither of us are physically going out and hitting a, a dead horse or overfeeding a live horse. Mm-hmm. Because also that could be taken <laughs> as animal cruelty. You are force feeding right? a horse who's already full. <laughs> you are distending that horse's stomach. You're making it very hard oh, for his digestive Justin. system to work. And that well horse played, may sir. die. Right? When they're saying don't feed a fed horse, Justin, they're saying don't. Just like you shouldn't beat the dead horse. Great. So I won't go beat a dead horse and you won't so go feed a fed horse. So we both want the same thing, right? Right. We just we don't want horses to be abused. Great. We're on the same page. Let's I move on. I love it's like, oh, we got to be careful about the eggs. Don't put all the eggs in one basket. That's offensive to animals everywhere. That's their children. Eggs in a basket. It's their children. Yeah. I Don't see. put all the test tubes in one holder. How about that? <laughs> Grab a rose by the thorns. Get the hell out of here. Grab a rose by its by thorns. The thorns. Don't worry, guys. Uh, you can feed two birds with one scone. Right. I would argue that should birds be eating uh, pastries? Uh, no. In fact, Is you that- shouldn't feed the birds, period, because what goes up comes down. All right? Boom, right there. That's a rule of nature. That is physics, 102. And I would also argue that if you feed those animals, they become reliant on human behavior to sustain them, and that's wrong. And I right, truly absolutely. believe that. Absolutely. And so I get really I would pissed say this- off when I'm down in Disney World and people are like, oh, look at all the ducks in there. They're coming over. We should feed them. I'm like, I want to slap their hands and be like, knock it off. <laughs> no, don't feed the ducks. This isn't good because they learn to beg. They learn We're- to come here. They learn to, And this food is not for them. Right, absolutely. Bad. It's not their Don't bodies. Give them. Their bodies are not set up to to take the the unnatural complex you know carbohydrates and all the fucking. Neither shit are our bodies. But right, we exactly. Still, we still give it the old college try. <laughs> we shouldn't be doing it. We do it, but we shouldn't yeah, be. Right. Yeah. I mean, these fries—they got salt on them. Someone's got to eat them, right? Guys, you know? if they're just gonna—I'm what I'm doing is I'm saving the birds from eating them. Really, mm-hmm. I don't want animals to get their hand their little paws on these. Or their beaks. Little paws. And so I'm just going to go ahead and take care of all these for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Man, it's, that is just uh, such a, it's yeah. such an interesting, I, oh man. I know, I know in the past couple of years, PETA has kind of come under some, some fire for a, a couple uh, interesting choices they've made as far as uh, stances they're making or, or campaigns they're running. Uh, this just feels like, I don't know. It just feels like a waste of time to me. Like, and I, I'm sure people who are are huge animal rights activists will listen to this and go, "You guys are absolute dumbasses, and you're wrong." But that's my opinion. That's fine. I mean, yeah. again, I think we're on the same page here. Like, I I don't want animals to get tested on. No. Like, I don't want animals to be not. treated cruelly. Nope. 
but at the same time, I also believe that uh, you we can and should and need to eat meat, and we should harvest that in a humane way. Right. You know, um, you know, I don't eat veal. I mean, I don't actively seek it out. You know. Right. Um, I don't think uh, I think the idea of pelts and stuff that we wear nowadays are, is, is weird. You know what I mean? Like to have an animal just sort of put in some sort of fox mill so we can get some fox skin stuff like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like right. puppy mills. You know, I don't like most of that shit. You know, it's, I don't it's like a big game existence hunting for these creatures. You know what I mean? I, yeah, exactly. Big game hunting. I've got uh, there's. Uh Couple distant relatives, and if they listen to this, I apologize. But we we disagree uh, fundamentally on your hobby. Like they mm-hmm. they go big game hunting, and they've got like elephant uh, um, feet as trash cans, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I'm just like you don't need an elephant foot as a trash can. That's that's first off, that's gaudy. Second, yeah. that's completely immoral and wrong. Yeah, and you like you can get a really nice trash can at the container store. I know I used to work there. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I, I, it's just one of those things where, I, I mean, we, we, I think we agree on most things. And, and I'm just not to the point where to, to, to believe that every single animal, you know, is, is going to live and operate on this planet without, I mean, there's going to be, how's Joe Rogan put it? It's like, there's, there's uh, plants, dumb shit eats the plants, and predators eat the dumb shit. That's kind of how he describes the world, right? Like, okay. and the cycle continues. Like, they shit it out, shit becomes plants, dumb shit eats the plants, predators eat the dumb shit. Like, that's how it works. Like, that's how it works. And, yeah. That's a way that's of saying life. it, yeah. That's life. And, um, yeah, I think we could be better about it, absolutely, 100%. But I just, I think this is the extreme that makes, this hurts their case. Yeah, absolutely. Like this. Yeah. This is, again, I'm like, is this the hill you're going to go up and die on? Is this the, is mm-hmm. this where you're choosing to... This is another thing, another place you're choosing to plant your flag. I just feel like there, your energy could be better spent in other, in other avenues, in other venues. Yeah, because it also seems like sometimes they're hypocritical on things, and it's like, come on, guys, oh, yeah, it, it hurts your case. Like, yeah, we all. I mean, what's one of the, the biggest things? Like people see those uh, ASPCA commercials for animals helping them in shelters. It just it kills people's heartstrings. Yeah, when they see that, because people want to help the animals, right? Absolutely. So. It's it's just a situation where people are um, oh it was we went to that um, that food festival that food truck festival was it last year or the year before oh remember yeah, and, that was and out of nowhere two or three years ago yeah out of nowhere oh my god yeah, what, that's right out of nowhere those people showed up and they were started protesting like right, the food and everyone was like yeah. okay They're like yeah, this is murder blah blah I'm like okay, okay we're still gonna eat. They so. formed almost like a barricade out front, and they had like signs, yeah. and they had like dolls that they were, they had like um like like children's toys they had put on poster board. It was real yeah. weird. Yeah, there was like was there was like, like it was like fifteen twenty of them out there protesting. Yeah, I totally forgot like, about uh, that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that right. was really interesting. Again, I, I and I go. There's nothing wrong with with going out, and and if that's the message you want to stand behind, that's fine. But I also look at that and go, do you? Is there are there people there that you think you're going to change their mind? Yeah. And it's not that you shouldn't try. I'm not saying you shouldn't try. This gets into a really weird gray area for me because I'm like, it's not that you should not go out. And if you believe in something, go out, stand behind it, and, and protest it. That's 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 totally fine, and that's your right. But think about like, is are you changing people's minds there? Do you think you're gonna someone's gonna see that and go, oh, you know what? I'm now from this day forward going to give up meat and I'm going to join your cause. Well, you know what I really like. 
uh, when I was in the city, the, the one group of people that I always really enjoyed were the Jehovah's Witnesses that hang out in the train stations. Because you know why? They didn't fucking bother anybody. They waited for you to come to them. They stood out there. They had pamphlets and stuff. And they just were diligently, quietly, calmly, and, and kindly standing there. And they were not aggressive. Right. And they, they allowed people to curious enough to come by and talk to them. And that's what I respected. Right. Because Absolutely. Because there's one thing. Because the thing is, that constant presence actually, to me... I'm not a religious guy. Well, I'm fund- I'm fundamentally Christian, but um, well, yeah. You know, I mean, that goes without uh, saying, obviously. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things where, because I respected the way they were going about their business and what they were trying to do, I, I got to the point where I would say hi to them and wave to them and things like that because I knew they were going to be like, "Hey, by the way, let right. me tell you about religion." They were right. just like. They were kind, and they were they kept to themselves, and I appreciate that more than everything because there's so many people that are obnoxious, that are like like that. I'm like, there's there's one thing to have your message. What if those what if those same people had set up a little bench outside the food truck thing, and they had some pamphlets and stuff, and they just sat there, you know, as people came by, so like, hey, what's right. this about? They're like, hey, you know, part of the you know we strongly believe that events like this are, are harmful to animals, and here's why we think this, and we're just trying to spread awareness about that, you know. Um, you know, we hope you guys have a good time and enjoy yourselves, but you know, this is, this is kind of our stance on, on this sort of stuff as opposed to coming out with a megaphone, right. a bunch of weird stuff, shouting for about, I don't know, 30 minutes and then going away. You right. Know, it's exactly. Like, okay. No, thanks. that's a good, that's a good point. Just that, that ever present. Cause I had same thing. Like I always, like at first, when I first started seeing them, when I first moved to the city, I was very leery cause I'm like, oh, they're going to fucking, fucking approach me. I'm going to have to have this weird interaction again. And I don't like yeah. those. And then after, you know, years of seeing them, I know that I can walk right by them and they're just, they're waiting for someone to come talk to them. They're just, they're there. They've made themselves available should anyone want to approach them and have a conversation. And mm-hmm. they're, it's very non-threatening. It's very non, uh, um, it, uh, what's the, it's almost welcoming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I, again, I feel like that is a, in certain circumstances, I think protesting does uh, work and I think it's warranted. In other circumstances, I think just making yourself present and just like just being there to have a uh, instead of instead of you being the aggressor or the pursuer, you know, just be like, look, I'm here when you're ready to come talk. If, if you're interested, let's have a conversation. You, you know? know, it sounds a lot like someone who should maybe not just kiss the girl, but maybe they should wait back and see if the other girl wants to kiss them. Nice. Way to <laughs> tie it in. That's what we call a callback. That's right. There is one location, though, where I believe that uh, you definitely need to be the aggressor. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Tell Do you me know more what, about this. Oh, well, it's 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 where there's, uh, especially if it's just like you and then one other person mm-hmm. in this arena type area. Mm-hmm. And the intent of your presence there is that one of you is going to die. <laughs> I think this is a throwdown. It's called a so, so I had a throwdown. Uh, I had a throwdown locked and loaded, which I thought would be kind of cool. Um, okay. However, uh, during our conversation, um, I think there's a. I think there's a better, a more fun throwdown to be had. Okay. And uh, today's throwdown is going to be between Sebastian the Crab. Okay. And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I feel like this is an easy one. Now, think about it. Because Sebastian the Crab, think about how acrobatic that crab is, especially when he's in that kitchen. 
Uh-huh. And how much he takes on a chef who has not a full grown adult who's gotten who's a trained chef who has uh-huh. knives, all he's sorts a, of kitchen. He's also utensils. a fat chef. Sure, he's a fat chef. But now look chef. at Rudolph and look at how clunky he moves. He's not graceful on his feet. He can fly, I'll give him that. But we don't really see him ever being aggressive. Wait, at wait, all. wait. You, he can fly, but what, no, 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 no. You don't just to be like, well, he can fly and stuff. Can, can 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 Sebastian the crab fly? It's not about outrunning the other person, Doug. It's about murdering them. Yeah. And what's how fast is Sebastian going to move? Rudolph can fly and then just dive bomb that son of a bitch, squish have, him. Have we and ever seen him with his horns? What Rudolph doesn't have any horns? Yeah, he does. Hold on. I want to do Rudolph with horns. I want to have some like really crazy like adult version of like Rudolph. He's with, just like, like like snot coming out of his nose, just like in 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 the middle of winter. Um, no, Rudolph has two little teeny like pegs on the top of his head. <laughs> is that young Rudolph, or is there like an adult version of Ru- Rudolph the adult? Does he grow into I the? He did. Oh no, you're right. He does. Uh, no, is that him? That is him. Okay, I take it back. When he's adult, Rudolph, he does have horn. He does have antlers. <laughs> yeah. But at the same so, time, those antlers go backwards. Okay. You t- are he you looking at the has pic- hooves? <laughs> right. Well, Sebastian has claws. Yeah, crap. Sebastian, claws. Sebastian, go snip that nose right off. He might get stuck on it. No, no. I mean, he will snip that nose right off. Doug, this is no. a singing, dancing, acrobatic crab. That doesn't say anything about his claw strength. It does too. No, it doesn't. <laughs> he is able. Shit. He is able to hoist himself up onto multiple things. <laughs> He's able to grab onto things. He's he honks. If you were to look at Justin right now, Justin, there's this look that Justin gets when he knows he's grasping at straws, and it's always no. very, very. It makes me laugh because he's like, sounds confident. But it's like this nonverbal cues are like, uh-uh. What you fail to understand is that he'll snip that nose right off. I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Lest you forget the scene where, <laughs> where he... Where what? Where he where he, he puts the hurt on that chef. He doesn't put the hurt on the chef. He does, too. He honks his nose like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> he honks his nose. <laughs> No, uh, the way this is going to happen is Rudolph, well, where are they fighting? In the snow? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, they're fighting. <laughs> Advantage Rudolph. They're fighting on a beach, so there is, there's land for Rudolph, but Sebastian also has the water if he needs it. it oh, no. He, if, if Rudolph can't get snow, then Sebastian can't get the water. Okay, so here's the thing. They're on a snowy beach. <laughs> they're on a snowy beach? Okay, then the water's frozen. No, it's just really cold. It's just really cold. <laughs> my, this is my world, Doug. <laughs> this well, is I my would say, um, I, I'm still gonna give it to Rudolph because he can fly. I imagine he'll be able to dive bomb and just clomp and clobber. Yeah, Sebastian. And you don't think Sebastian will be able to outmaneuver him. Again, I think you Especially underestimate Sebastian's cold. agility. Dude, it's cold outside. Crabs aren't meant to be cold. It, the, the ocean's super cold, dude. You ever been in the ocean? <laughs> you ever been in the ocean? <laughs> you ever, you've ever been deep in the ocean? That shit's cold, bro. Yeah, dude, where, is, where does Sebastian hang out? In a tropical area. <clears throat> yeah, but like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what. 
It's deep in the water, man. The sun doesn't go down that far. Uh-huh. I'm grasping at straws, Doug. You are grasping at straws, and I appreciate it. I think uh, you underestimate. What I'll say is I think you underestimate Sebastian's agility. What we've seen him able to do. I thought there was going to be more to that. <laughs> no, I'm saying what, what, we, what we've seen him able to do, his agility. I think you're underestimating that. Okay, that's fine. Um, I guess, you know. We've also seen him. Wait a second. We have seen him cut through. Uh, we've seen him cut through rope on a ship too. Whoa! So don't no fucking way. don't fucking give me that his coat. Do you know how fucking thick ship rope is, dude? Oh my ship gosh. rope is thick. Oh my gosh! Have we seen him cut through ship rope? Have uh, we? I would say yes. Go back and watch the movie. I haven't watched it in a while. <laughs> um, have you? Are you going to show Natalie that movie? Side note. Uh, we watched it once. Oh, did you? She was. I think she was too young. I don't think she really um understood it. No, this is hilarious. I'm looking up at Rudolph Rudolph fan art right now on, on, uh, um, on Google, and it's it's very interesting. Uh, I am I least. am 99 sure he snipped through some rope on the ship uh, at some point in time, uh, and that that rope is thick, which means those claws are not just uh, teeny tiny pinchers. Okay, um, but they are teeny tiny pinchers. They're not though. They can they cut are. through. They can cut through ship rope, and I would argue that those ship from those days had smaller and thinner rope than what we're used to today. No, if you look at that man, there. Oh, okay. Wait, time out, real quick. Uh, there's someone did a face swap with Ariel and Eric and Sebastian, and so they Ugh. have his face, and it's very disturbing. Ugh, I don't like that at all. M- moving on. Um, uh, I don't know. So you're saying that Rudolph is going to just be able to stomp him one and done? Yes. He's a goddamn no. crab. No. He's an who's acrobatic the most, who's crab, the most, Doug. Who's the most agile and acrobatic person that you know? Either, like in, the in most, famous or otherwise. Who's the most agile and acrobatic person that you know? That you can think of? Jesus. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, that's, a really, that's a very wide, open-ended question. Who would you the think? Mo- like a gymnast? Uh, yeah, like it was a Gabby acrobatic Douglas? Acrobatic and just like whatever gymnast? Let's put sure. them up against Godzilla. Who's going to win? Oh, that's horse shit. That's not that big of a difference. <laughs> Let's do the scale on that sort of stuff. Let's do the scale on that. All right? He's Think a big crab. Because if you, look at, if you <laughs> look at him next to... He's about the size of your face. He's not the size he's of a, your face. He is too. Look at him talk to Ariel. She, he's about the size of her face. Yeah, that's about the size of a normal crab. And you put that up against a reindeer? Dude, do you know how big a reindeer is? Again, look at Rudolph's size. He's not a... Like, when, if you look at Rudolph... We're talking adult reindeer, Rudolph here. We're talking Rudolph, adult Rudolph with antlers and everything, man. Well, the, the picture that I'm looking at here... And I, you can't see it. I'm, I'm on two different screens here. But the, the picture... Look that at you the picture I just showed you of Rudolph. I said it to you in chat. That's on fan screen. art! That's not from the, that's not from that's the stop Rudolph. motion thing. That's Rudolph. That is not from the... You're not playing the game, asshole. It's not I from the stop the motion thing. Well, there no, is it's, a, there's, there it's is Rudolph from the stop motion, the claymation uh, uh, thing. He's he does not he does not come above. Uh, he comes up nose level. Oh, get the fuck out of here! What is that? I don't know. That just showed up under Rudolph fan <laughs> art. So I don't know what that is. Looks like a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the thing is, I want to agree with Rudolph, but on principle alone, I am sticking hard with Sebastian. I can't let this go. Hold on. 
No, but I mean, yeah, we do see adult Rudolph, right? <laughs> adult Rudolph and adult reindeer, like those guys, those are big, man. Have you seen a reindeer in real life? Here, I mean, you, can you? I don't know. Can you see this? Let you me can, see you can share this. the screen with me if you want. I'm again. I'm on two different screens. Oh, okay. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So look how look like that. Pip Squeaky he looks. Pip Squeaky, dude, he's as tall as Santa. He is not. He, he barely comes up to Santa's nose. Dude, he's as tall as Santa. Like he comes no. up to Santa's at least chin. That's pretty his, terrifying, dude. Right. Well, his, his nose is above his chin. I proved that your point better than you proved your point. <laughs> All right, here I got a better one for you. I got a better one. I got. I, you I send me a picture of Godzilla again. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> slap you. <laughs> Look at that! Look at that! He easily could, dude. If if Rudolph was fighting Santa, Santa would lose. All right. I'm just saying. If yeah, he's not. He's fighting Sebastian, and Sebastian's exactly. gonna win. No, if he, dude, Sebastian's he gonna jump Santa. up, and he's gonna get. He's gonna snip Rudolph's carotid How's he artery. Jump up and get him. Rudolph's gonna be flying. He's no Sebastian is again acrobatic. He before Rudolph can even take off. How high do you can think Sebastian? Take, how high does Sebastian jump? Oh, at least six feet. Cool. So, Guess what? Guess what? Rudolph's at seven feet. Like he bullshit. can fly. He can what? what? Fly. The top bullshit. of his head? The top of his head's at seven feet, but his carotid artery is about five and a half feet up. So no, he'll fly. He'll have his feet dangling at seven feet. Sebastian will never be able to catch him. What are you talking? Rudolph about? can't can take off as quick. Sebastian can move quicker than Rudolph can take off. No, Rudolph's is going to be flying in the air. No, Sebastian's going to catch it. He's sneaky as shit. He's going to he's going to be buried in the in the snow slash sand. Yeah, he's going to bury to himself because he's not built for the cold. Oh It'll no, no, he's a tank. Unless Sebastian agile. is a tank. That he's guy not could. A tank. Yes, he is. Dude, dude, he would instantly freeze. He'd be Look, terrified. He'd be shivering. I understand that you're upset that you're wrong, but it's no reason to this ignore. This is what's like arguing with me, isn't it? It's no reason to ignore facts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're saying this is a flying reindeer is for, going to lose to a fucking crab. For the record, this is exactly what it's like arguing with you. <laughs> I love it. I love it's every aspect. It's of infuriating, it. is it not? <laughs> it's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I have a really I have a real gift, and I'm going to pat myself <laughs> on the back for that. A gift is one word for it. Yeah, it's a real gift. It's yes. a real gift. Um, I'm sorry, a flying reindeer is not going to lose to a crab. It's just not going to happen. An acrobatic crab, Doug. An animated crab. <laughs> A clay reindeer. A clay if you reindeer. want to go that route, exactly. More sturdy. More, more sturdy. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? Clay is Justin water resistant. Okay. It's plus five resistance to water. Guess what? Sebastian's yeah. water. But if he's, if he's snow, clay, water. if he's clay, those claws are going to snip through it even easier, man. Yeah, but it's malleable. It's going to get stuck in the clay. <laughs> This is the most debate, this the stupidest insane. throwdown we've ever had, and this, this is the is, biggest debate we've ever had on it. This is the most serious and the stupidest debate we've ever had for a throwdown. It's, it's one of the dumbest we've ever done, and I'm very proud of it. I absolutely I'm love it. So, here, it so here's what I'll say. I'm saying Sebastian, Doug's saying Rudolph. For the sake of, for the sake of ending this, I'm going to say yes. Rudolph because he's a fucking reindeer with hooves, and he probably will stomp him, but... I think there is an argument to be made about Sebastian that you are not understanding. And I put it to the listeners to help prove my point. I will absolutely put that to listeners. You tell me a time when a crab is beating a reindeer. Besides now. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Rudolph for the win! Rudolph for the win. That was insane. That was one of the dumbest and most fun things we've ever done on here. I love it so much. Woo! All right, yeah. Justin, you got anything you want to promote? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, season two of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is out on Amazon Prime. This season is absolutely fucking fantastic. So please go watch it. Uh, if it's not up for a shit ton of awards this year, I will be very disappointed. Uh, it is acted brilliantly. It's written amazing. And the cinematography this year has completely blown me away. So it is a really, really well done show. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Amazon Prime. Nice. Uh, I don't really have anything to promote other than, I guess, check out your mom's house podcast with Tom Segura and Christina P. Uh, it continually makes me laugh out loud whenever I listen to it. The current thing that they're doing on there is uh, Tom and Christina just think that Garth Brooks is one of the weirdest social media people ever to grace <laughs> social media. And they have picked on him so much that their fans are flooding Garth Brooks's Instagram with a bunch of inside jokes to the points where the fans have... Garth Brooks fans have no idea what the fuck is going on. That is, is amazing. One of the funniest fucking things I have ever seen. That's it is amazing. Incredible. I didn't so, realize Garth Brooks was a uh, was on social media. Dude, it, he is so awkward. He is oh, so I have awkward. Th- and Tom and Christina are obsessed with him right is now. Is it is it mostly it's Instagram based or Twitter based? Uh, it's Instagram. Okay. It's really where it's at, and that's where uh, the uh, Your Mom's House podcast fans are there within seconds of a post. Love it. They just start posting, and if you don't get the inside jokes, you think it's pure insanity. I love like it. One I'm person so goes, Someone goes, 100 bucks that Garth Brooks is a ball hog. And then people are like, what? I don't know what that means. And it's if you've listened to the podcast, you know what he's talking about. So I'll ask you this uh, uh, briefly: is that if because I you, you speak of it so highly, and there but you've said before, there are so many inside jokes that you have to like go back to. There's some mm-hmm. that you're not even getting. Like you have to go back mm-hmm. and listen retroactively to find it. It sounds intimidating and kind of overwhelming to get into that the, the club. Would you mm-hmm. say it's still worth it to jump in and listen now? 100%. Okay. Because the thing I love about their podcast, too, is all their content is uh, fan-generated stuff. So the video they have two people to sort through 5,000 emails a week. That's how much shit they get from people. God and they have some damn. of the most creative and loyal fans <laughs> you've ever heard of. And uh, they have these amazing bits that just now Jill and I are using them around the house. This, this consistent stuff, and it's one of my favorite fucking things in the world. So, all right, go check it out. Your mom's house podcast. It's they've got hundreds of episodes. It makes my week every week. So please, I go love check it. it out. You guys can find Mind Gap on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at Mind Gap Podcast. And Justin is also on the internet as well on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M I K E L. It is the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on uh, iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify. And on Google Podcasts, you can subscribe to us, you can uh, review us, you can share us around, you can do all the things that we love when you do. And then 2east8th.com slash MindGap and 2east8th.com slash The Best Bar Podcast Ever is the other podcast I do with Milos, typically on Mondays. And uh, it's about the bar industry and it's uh, pretty fun stuff. And then 2east8th uh, uh, just got done filming a short called Our Son's Girlfriend Jeff. And uh, that will be coming out sometime probably this month. So keep a lookout for that. And then we've got a couple other really fun projects that we've got lined up. So just keep an eye out for uh, it's a two East eighth on all social medias. Good for you, pal. I'm proud of you. I'm proud Thank of you. Drew. And I'm proud of America. Have a great week, everybody. Mind Gap Podcast.